everyone, welcome back to another episode of Gesso Girls. Today, Aaron and I have a big topic we are gonna <laughs> attempt to tackle, and we're gonna probably relate it back to just like personal experiences of late. Um, and it's gonna kind of start with talking about social media, but I wanna be really crystal clear before we dive in that this is not like a social media like tactic conversation, boot camp type conversation. It's more about like something a little bit deeper, you know, something that's not as seemingly superficial as social media. But like, I, I do feel like social media plays a role in this, right? It's like the topic at hand, so I won't be so cryptic about it, is how do we get clear on who we are as an artist? And how do we then actually translate that into the world, make that message clear? And I've been mm-hmm. thinking a lot about this lately because I recently gained uh, more follow it, more followers. And so I have about like 7,000 new people who now have eyes on my work, eyes on me. And in a weird way, you know, I feel like I'm starting over with Instagram because it's like, it, it wasn't like a gradual increase of new people. It's like all at once, all these new people. Oh, okay, I need to reintroduce myself. I need to make sure that like, I kind of have a bit of like a do-over button that's been pressed because of like this sudden increase of followers, it feels. And I'm trying to kind of almost create this sort of clean start for myself, if that makes sense, and kind of get clear on what I want my message to be. And I think this is interesting and something all artists can relate to. But Aaron, jump in. So just like bringing it back to last week's episode, if none of you have like listened in, we were talking about like a lot of kind of like putting pressing pause or reevaluating, creating space. And in a way, I feel like this, for at least Julia, and I'm sure many people have become, you know, you're at a fork in a road and it's kind of like you have multiple ways you can go you can you know keep moving forward but this is also kind of an opportunity to decide like and I know we've had these conversations in the past of like what you want to do as an artist how you want to be perceived as an artist like what work you want to be producing and not just doing commissions um and I think that actually is opening an awesome door for you now because you now have all these new eyes on you you need to reintroduce yourself as an yeah. artist and, you know, or just reintroduce your work um, because sure, one piece went viral and I'm sure people went and then looked at pieces and they can see how it all fits together. But th- there was one piece that specifically captured their attention. Mm-hmm. Do you want to keep moving in that direction? Is right. that what you're loving and enjoying? Or do you want to bring back some of your older pieces that maybe you haven't sold yet and show them and they may love them as well. But I think that's what's so interesting about this is you have the opportunity. It's not necessarily random. Like you can think through right. your next steps for this and take the time and space to be like, okay, like who am I as an artist? Like, which comes down to like your branding and identity. Like that mm-hmm. is what, when it, it gets kind of muddy when it comes as an artist, cause you are your own right. branding and identity. Um, you don't really, I mean, I know people are like, oh, the logo, the color palette, da da your color palette comes to like your artwork. Yeah. Um, your logo is your signature. Like that's how people are going to recognize you or like is your piece of artwork and not necessarily like a logo specific. Cause even though you are selling a product, it's not really about your visual branding of like stamps and piece of art that you create is your logo. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And so I think it's kind of a really interesting time. And, um, I think I think through of like, well, what are you thinking? Like, do you, you know, have you ever, have you thought about it? Like, how can I, you know, obviously you're doing really well. So 
keep moving forward with this space? Is this an opportunity to try something different? Right. Um, but also know, like, not to be afraid of trying something different just because now these people, like, came you know, for one, what yeah. seemingly is, like, one, you know, I'm like, oh, God, they came right. because they like the cityscape I did. Do I, am I stuck now doing like cityscapes the yeah. for forever? And it's like, no, it, no, right. I'm not. Like, I think it just, and do you know what's so interesting, and this is something I was going to kind of pivot to and maybe a little later in the episode, but whatever, I'll just, I'll just go, go there now. But like, I truly, and this is going to sound so cliche, the through line for all of the pieces that have performed well on social media is always some sort of like there's and I can't describe it and it's gonna sound super corny but this just like butterfly feeling of my stomach of like I saw this photo and I was just like oh my god like that'd be so cool to paint and it's like this like true moment of like almost like little kid joy that I have and it doesn't matter like if I'm painting watermelons or am I painting New York City it's like (laughs) I found a reference photo I had this like idea that I just got like excited about and it's like that is truly the through line for like any piece that has sold and done well any piece that where there I, I was creating it from a place of trying to sell it or thinking that my audience, oh, my audience will like this. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it, it doesn't connect. It. And it's so ironic because it's like, if I'm operating from a place of thinking my audience is going to, oh, my audience is going to like this and I'm creating for them, it doesn't work. And I think the, the, the feedback that's so often like, where I think I got so confused for so long was I would mm-hmm. listen to these other podcasts that would, or read books that were business oriented books Mm -hmm. and it was all about like know your audience like create what you think your audience is gonna want and like whatever and I'm gonna just tell you the exact opposite because like that's like I'm it's becoming so clear and the, the most clear example I have is I just launched this series today and there's this one piece I did it's called the colors of Manhattan and um, I showed Kirk the picture of that I was going to use as a reference. And he's like, I don't know, that seems really complicated and like overcrowded. And I was like, well, that's what Manhattan is. It's overcrowded yeah. and like crazy. <laughs> and like, I'm going to do all these colors. And he's like, I don't know. It's good. I just feel like it's going to be like, just, he, he did not yes, see it. Yeah, but I yeah. like knew I was like excited about it. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, sure, go do it. And then as soon as I did it, he, he saw it. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. that's, mm-hmm. that's it. And, and then of course I posted it and everyone like loved it. And then it was the first piece to sell immediately when I posted it for this launch. And it's like that one piece was definitely the one I really felt like, oh my God, I have to create this. And nobody else, like not nobody, but Right. Anybody else I told, like, didn't get it until I create, until I just yeah. made it, you know? And I, yeah, no, I think, one, that's beautiful insight, and I think everyone should really kind of evaluate their own work and be like, what pieces were you most excited about? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that it just, like, to me, it's your audience, and I think this is where, like, yes, in marketing, you have to know your consumer. But here's the thing. Your consumer is looking for you. Yeah. Like, you're not trying to necessarily, like, they're in search of, they are following you, you create your own, like, audience, Yeah, if that makes sense. They're following you because of what you create and what you do. So you need to know your audience, but you don't have to form it. But it's saying, even, like, you it's don't need to write it critical. down. It's more important that you know yourself. Yes. Because they're looking for you. They're not, they're not going online being like, I want... 
I mean, yeah, people are looking online for like certain things, but there's they're following you as an artist because they like your work, your subject matters, what you're doing. Um, and and they if you're want not passionate about it, exactly. Like but, if you're just yeah. doing what they want, I'm sure there's a lot of other people doing that too. Because uh, I think it was like landscapes are one of the top. Like I think I did some research on like what is like the top selling like meat like subject matters and it's landscapes, which is totally fine. But I think it's also like okay, but like how are you gonna make it your own? Right. Like how is it gonna be ownable to you? Like why are people gonna want to follow you versus somebody else? Like your audience is going to form without you forcing it it's going to be natural and I think that's mm-hmm. where it is really important too I know we talk about branding and marketing here and there and you know it's not about putting this rule book of like okay does this photo because I've done this for clients it's like mm-hmm. okay does it fit in these guardrails no like you don't yeah. need to necessarily do that your guardrails should be so natural for you right because it's what you're creating and what's coming from inside and I think that's what's what's going to spark your creativity and excitement and then you're going to you're going to project that onto your audience and that's what's going to excite them as well. Absolutely. I agree with everything you just said wholeheartedly. And I feel like what's so, this is the, the like tightrope walk that Mm -hmm. we artists have to do constantly. It's like, you know, and we talked like last week about, okay, yeah, it's important to put some limitations on yourself and so that into focus and whatever, but it's, Cause like, I think there, but there's, it's, there's so much flexibility and so much like variety in this. And it's so much more complicated than that. And and so like, I'd never want to come on this show and like try and oversimplify it. But I also, it is simple though. Like it, it it's like this mm-hmm. weird thing of we like. We overcomplicate it right. in our minds. Yeah. And do you want? Yeah, it's the, really tough to express. I'm like, I'm just the words. words. It's like, I'm like, I'm a visual pain. artist. I always like joke. Yeah. I'm like, I'm a visual artist that started a podcast with words, and I <laughs> struggle to talk about my own art. But like, I, if you were an artist listening to this, which I'm gonna guess you are, like, you know that feeling of when you created a really good piece that you just like connect with, and of course, like you know, it's not a hundred percent of the time that the piece we love like connects like, and that's always devastating, right? When it doesn't, but I would still encourage you to, you know, what piece of art is good. Like just keep posting it and eventually somebody else will connect. And so I think it's, it's not, um, it, that's where it really becomes so critical to block out all the noise forget about the followers, forget about Mm -hmm. the number of followers and just really be in tune with like, what's that voice in your head? That's like, this is going to be such a cool thing to paint. I can't wait to paint this. And even if you go and tell your boyfriend and he's like, I don't know, I don't see it. You know, like what, like that, that's what's interesting. And, and the funny, the reason I brought up the story with Kirk is not because I want to portray that Kirk doubts me, but because you are going to know. And like, what's fun is that I surprised him with it. And so the same thing happened with my followers, which is why the piece was successful was because it was unexpected and different. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Yeah, I think that's like a good learning. And I think that's something that people can take with them when it just comes to creating art period I don't think it has anything to do with marketing or branding it's just like creating art like create something that you're proud of and you're happy with and you're excited about if you go around looking for everyone's approval 
you're not going to get very far. No. Because no. you're going to get so, I mean, that's like one of my biggest pet peeves in lives, in life, lives, <laughs> in life is people that have to um, pull the audience is what I say. Yeah. I'm like, stop pulling the audience because it's not going to make you happy. Right. You need to learn that you don't need the validation. Um, like, I mean, yes, it takes time to get there, but like find that inner confidence, find what excites you because if you keep pulling the audience and waiting for that validation, it's going to eat you alive. Like it's yeah. going to take a toll on you and you're going to look back 10 years and be like, I can't believe I like listened to all those people being like, paint this, do this, yeah. do that, do this. And you're like, I just wanted to do this. <laughs> and I didn't because I thought yeah. that if I did, if I, you know, I always really, you know, I'm giving a silly example right now. You really want to paint unicorns and you mm-hmm. think, but no one's going to ever buy a unicorn painting from me. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. <laughs> but, um, and so you think you have to paint flowers and, mm-hmm. and so you just, you think you have to do that. And so, and then you, you know, come up years from now and you feel uninspired. And I think it's so critical to know that, like, to sustain yourself as an artist, if you continually choose to create work that isn't authentic to you, that is coming from a place where you're trying to please other people, you will burn out. It's not a matter of an if, it's a when. And I yeah. and I know that that's like a really tough pill to swallow because like obviously so many of us artists, like Aaron included, like your, your career is like mm-hmm. very much like making art for other people. And so I have a question for you that, so I'm going to circle back to that. And, and my career is too, like there's like a 50% Mm -hmm. of my, of my career is making art that is commissioned work. Right. And so there is this like balance that has to be struck of, you know, being true to yourself, making art that is just truly from an inspired place and negotiating with other people and doing that. And so my question for you, Erin, is so like, this is kind of a complicated question, so yeah. bear with me. But do you have something that drives you in your job that is deeper than the validation of your client? Like, for example, yeah. like what else is in it for you? Like what kind of high do you get at work that isn't just when your client loves it, you know? So I think that's a really unique question. I think this may not apply to all the people in the same field that I'm in um, because I have taken a big shift in my career and I've started working in the medical for uh, advertising and marketing um, and applying my design and skill set to that. And with that, I actually find what makes me so excited and it's validating is I want the patients and the consumers to be heard. I want them to be seen. I want them to know that they're heard and seen. Mm -hmm. So when I experience that, so we just launched our brand a couple weeks ago on a big website and some ads. We have a new spot on TV. Um, It's the first spot ever for this disease state. And we have just gotten so many messages from the people that this disease affects. And to me, like that creativity and being able to really portray what's authentic um, and the struggles and the battles, like we, there's an unbranded piece that we have that's a mini docu-series and we have just, we won a Cannes Lion Award for it, mm-hmm. um, because we were able, they were able to, that's like for me what makes my job so fulfilling is yeah. when, sure, yes, the client obviously is like my first level that I got to get them to 
be happy and approve and enjoy it. But at the end of the day, I want the patients to be heard it's believing and believing in the product that you're yes, actually exactly. promoting. It's like there's, yes. I'm sure you've had Which your fair art. share of products that you don't believe in that you just get thrown <laughs> yes. on your desk and you have to. But like in those yeah. moments where that does coincide where the project itself has meaning to you that's bigger than any sort of like you know client and yeah and it takes a while to get there and I can say like I've had some of the flashiest brands you know I've been very fortunate to work on some of the coolest stuff um and sure like it you design cool stuff like oh yeah that's like a really cool design people are gonna love it it's trendy people are gonna reshare it snapchat Mm -hmm. it exciting but I can do that on my own in my independent field. I can't reach the audience in this health space without these resources. Like, I mean, yes, I do, but like not in the same level of like, I mean, that's also something like I don't have the disease that I represent, but it was like, I mean, I'm still working long hours with it. But I remind myself, I'm like, this is changing someone's life. Right. It's giving them visibility that they maybe in some sort of like, oh, wow, I feel seen. And yeah. yeah. And and my biggest thing, and you guys can quote me on this, um, I am determined to make pharma advertising and creative not look like pharma and creative advertising. Yeah. I think... I think of myself, who was a patient. I mean, we're all patients at some point yeah, in our life, course, even if it's yeah. just like picking Tylenol out. Um, why should it look so pharma? And there's yeah. like a term in the industry. I'm like, oh, that looks like pharma. They're running, they're frolic- frolicking through the forest, you know, right. or the fields. They're like, I like all the cool brands too. I like Nike. I like Starbucks. So why are we like making things so like boring and to sell this pharma so i'm determined and hopefully that will happen that's like my goal is to bring that creativity to the next level right um but i think that applies to fine art too it's kind of like being authentic finding that true self like being authentic and reaching i mean you hear you see your audience you hear your audience like it's similar but at the same time very different (laughs) that makes sense yeah um but I was, another thought before we dove into that, I had one more, like, when we were talking about just, like, certain, what you pick and, like, painting for others versus yeah. yourself. I remember a painting that I paint. So, I don't paint flowers. Yeah. But I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did it. And, and that's, as us artists, we can paint whatever we want. Yeah. If someone asks me, like, it, you know, I may kill my soul, but, like, if you ask yeah. me to paint this portrait, like, sure, I'll <laughs> do, do it. it. I'll hate it, but, yeah. Yeah, and so I painted flowers, because I was just kind of, like, I saw something I it was inspired by. I was like, oh, I'll try it. It was just so not me, but I had some people, like, fam- family and friends were like, oh, my God, I love that. I'm obsessed with it. I'm like, you like that? And they're like, yeah, it's great. Like, why don't you do more of that? And I was like, but it just shows, like, just because, like, you can do either or. You, you right. will find someone who's going to, like, the artwork mm-hmm. even if you don't like it but are you gonna want to do it every day no that's the, that's the yeah. thing it's like just because you can doesn't mean you should it doesn't mean yeah. that it's gonna You'll be fulfilling to. for you and well you have to be careful too because if there's any lesson i've learned about doing commissions is um <laughs> you know you start doing them the word spreads and then oh, people yeah. start you know more and more people start asking you to you know paint their dog or you know mm-hmm. paint ornaments or whatever it is you know and, and if you and once again, that's not to dis- discourage you from trying new things. And because, yeah. of course, you always have the power to say no. And I have an example of this in a, in a minute here. But um, 
you always have like that power but i think us artists so frequently forget that we have the power to say no we have the power to be like that's not what i want to paint and that's not mm-hmm. what i do um and we kind of let ourselves get bullied a little bit into yeah. into these situations and i recently this uh guy so reached true. out to me who um He's like, oh, I really love your work. He was somebody who found me recently through this Mm -hmm. viral moment I had. And he's like, I just really love your work. And um, he's like, I live in Boston. And he's like, I just did. And he saw that I did a painting of Boston. And it was like, I just did this. I have this album called Boston Raised. And he's like, I really would love to have like the... Um, you paint like the album art, not not like the album art, but like just for him to hang on his wall, like have a painting of the art. I don't know. It was like okay, but it was a portrait, and I was like, that's not what I do. I'm like, and, what? <laughs> yeah, it was very confusing. I was like, I I don't paint portraits though. Like, I, you know, you saw I do buildings or whatever. So now he's he did he. But, and so I thought, okay, I'm going to lose this client. Like, I'm not going to get this commission because I just told him that's not what I do. But I have these other friends who are excellent portrait artists. Like, they could knock it out of the park. But this is just not what I do. I think an old, uh, me, like, a year ago would have just taken it and Mm -hmm. and then just suffered through. And so he's like, oh, yeah, totally. That's fine. Like, how about you just do the Boston skyline in (laughs) it instead and then, like, just do the text over it with the album. So it's, like, a just different version of the – it's just, like, a whole new thing, you know? And I'm like, sure. Like, and yeah. so like, because I, you know, stood my ground, I was like, this is not what I do. And like, it's not what I'm good at. And I'm not going to deliver a product that I'm happy with. I would be so much better off if like, and then he was able to pivot and adjust mm-hmm. because he decided he really wanted a piece of my art. And so he was willing to, so you never know people. Education too. Yeah. People just don't understand. Like not everyone. There are a lot of people out there that just are not artistic. Which is right. good for us. Or they are in a different way. Like, he's a musician, yes. right? Like, right, he, right. May, he may not realize. But I'm sh- you know, I think he... But yeah, he doesn't I, know. I don't think he knew. He probably f- I think he's a, he's a he's a rap artist. And it'd be like if I asked him to, to sing a country song. Like, I mean, maybe he could do that. Maybe <laughs> he that's... Could. He could. Maybe he I'm could. Sure. But I'm sure it would be really hard for him and not, you know, Well, he wouldn't like go do him. a concert. No. A country concert. Like, and that's no. like, why would you do a portrait? You know, you wouldn't go to a art festival and bring all portrait work like no, you just wouldn't it's just because not... it's not what you do or right. it's like sure just because you can do it, yeah like we said like just because you can do it doesn't mean you have to and don't be afraid to make it known if someone does like my example is quite literal like i've literally mm-hmm. stated on this podcast in so many ways like i don't do portraiture mm-hmm. maybe someday i'll get into it highly doubt it but it's just not my thing and so I'm doing myself a disservice and I'm doing my art a disservice if I try to just, if I say yes, like it's, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's not, it's not helping anybody for me to continue to say yes to projects that don't interest me, even if it means I have to potentially take a loss on a project. But the thing is, is like, you never know, it could shift and pivot and the person can be flexible too. Um, It's just, it's really important to set your boundaries and and mm-hmm. know your limits so that you can create you're not stuck doing work that you hate like it's just so simple it's like if your boss put work on your you know it was constantly giving you work that was stuff that you absolutely hated i'd mm-hmm. hope you have the courage to tell your boss like this is not what i want to be doing or you quit or you quit <laughs> and go find a new job, a new job. you know yeah. it's the same principle so stop being yeah. such a mean boss to yourself so yeah yeah no i think that's a good point and uh even with those boundaries, I think 
it's growth. I mm-hmm. think you, sure, like if you're just starting out, you're going to want to take everything that you can get because you're building your portfolio, you're building your, and like you even said, Julia, like a year ago, you probably would have taken it. But now this year, you're more confident in your work. You, you know, you've got a better understanding of how the business works too, mm-hmm. that business side that you can do that. And I also think just like riffing off of this is let's say that went south and let's say they, you said no and they said, okay. Mm-hmm. You never know. Someone could have come approach you the next day and be like, oh, can you do this? But you could have already committed to another timeline. Right. Like you might have just, you know, ruined another opportunity or exactly. you could have been like, actually, I can't take that for another week. And they're like, actually, well, we need it sooner, whatever, right. you know, but just saying like, you can't, it's okay to pick and choose. It's okay yeah. to, it does not make you, I, I think I have a problem with like guilt or yeah. like saying no because I'm like, oh, they like it. I can do it. Like, okay, I'll do it. Right. It's like almost like I'm doing them a favor <laughs> instead of them like buying right. my work, if that makes sense. Right. And so I, I think it's, it's that too. There is a definitely like an aspect to this that's not just financial for me, mm-hmm. right? It's like wanting, oh my gosh, this person just came to me and told me that they love my art and I want to be able to deliver on that for them. And so it's really hard to then turn around and tell that person who wants something of yours that no I don't sorry that project doesn't interest me it feels like insulting yeah. and it yeah feels, agreed <laughs> and so it's it was very uncomfortable for me and I said it in the absolute nicest way possible of like if you ever want me to do paint a city like I'm your girl mm-hmm. like it's just this is not my specialty you know whatever and then you know it, it shifted and so how many times did you write the message to that person how many drafts did oh, I'm, take? Proud, I'm really proud <laughs> of myself because it only took me two I was really good <laughs> I was like I'm not spending more time on this but it t- I did take like a day to respond because I wanted to like think about it yeah. and not and and that's another thing like Kirk and I have been talking about a lot because I do have this knee-jerk like someone dms me I'm immediately like oh I need respond. to respond right yeah. now they or they're gonna like find a different artist and I have this new policy of, um, I don't ever say yes immediately. I, I start with some with questions yes. and I just ask a lot of questions. And then, um, I don't say yes that day ever. I, mm-hmm. I always am like, oh, you know, like I drag it out and I like, cause, cause honestly, nobody needs a response from me. In, in less than a day, I'm not doing, you know, open heart surgery. Like yeah. nobody, it's nothing, there is nothing dire Your about life will what be I, lost. Yeah. no, there is nothing dire. And if somebody does need a piece of art from me that fast, well, they'll, Hey, then that's not how this works. So yeah, they can go buy something that's already right. done. They can buy a print. Um, I have experienced that so many times in the world of graphic design, mm-hmm. um, diving into, it's also like not jumping in so quickly helps you set yourself up for success too. Oh, yeah. So that's like, and I used to kind of like get, you know, as a graphic designer, a lot of the work is hourly. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not, there's usually not like a flat rate. It's mm-hmm. like, here's my hourly rate because revisions and because you can do more revisions in the world of graphic design. Yeah. There's, there's art. a, you know, yeah, there's, there's a, a delete button. There's an undo exactly. button. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I used to kind of be like, oh, well, if I'm spending all these, if I'm on phone calls all this t- all the time, like learning and figuring out, and then I'm like, that's five hours in total that I could have been, you know, working on the project and billing for the project. But I've learned it will make the process go so much smoother mm-hmm. and have a better deliverable if you do take that time. And you're not billing back billing. You're not being like, oh, well, I'm billing you for the five hours that we connected prior. Like, no, like yeah. I designed for my design time. I don't even bill for like 
presentation prep because for me that's my way of making it polished so the client can understand it or the consumer you know whoever's working on it can see it and be like oh I get it because Mm -hmm. if you're making a package something that's packaged like they need to see it in 3d yeah no one's gonna be able sure yes people can look at it flat but it's just not as wow so it's like things like that it's like like me trying to show Kirk the photo (laughs) exactly yes like it's exactly that. But if I had given him a whole presentation about it, and, and uh, <laughs> you know, this and, is it framed. This is it unframed. And thankfully, <laughs> like we have the type of relationship where I can just tell him, "You'll see. You'll you'll understand yeah. eventually." You know, and I didn't let it crush yeah. me or something or discourage me from trying it. Thank God. But um, yeah. but yeah, I think prep is so important, and so I can't remember if I said this in last week's episode so I apologize if this I'm repeating myself right now but I I feel like I've learned because I feel like I've been saying this to people so I I feel like I'm really glad I started this year out with watercolor and because I did this watercolor series because watercolor is a very unique medium where you it's not forgiving it does not forgive (laughs) like you put it down it's like there's really the paper no, isn't the, forgiving the paper's <laughs> not forgiving it'll like yeah, yeah it's just really bad you can't you know you could go over it with some gouache but then you it just you lose some of the you if you yeah. are a painter you know exactly what i'm talking about so it requires some planning like you, you have to pause you have to like not that you have to have every single step written out but you kind of need yeah. to know where you're starting like what colors you're going with first and and it's been this like almost therapeutic, like meditative process of like, before I, I start any painting, I, I have to take like a beat and I have to mm-hmm. take a breath and I have to like think through it for a moment. And I can't be like, so go, 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 because I will, if I am that way, I will find myself halfway through the painting and I have to throw it away. Yeah. In fact, I, this past week, um, this is a whole separate lesson that I learned, but I so that painting that I did of New York that people really loved um, I had this kind of rebound effect like after it where I was like oh my god I need to like do that again so I tried to do like a Chicago scene in the same sort of style and colors as I did the New York one and I was like forcing it upon it Uh and I was just like steamrolling into it I'm like oh my god I need to do it again yeah and I and I spent an entire day on this watercolor and then I just ended up throwing in the trash because like (laughs) I, I didn't pause. I was trying to like, you know, deliver re- something deli- for. Yeah, I was I trying don't to say recreate. the wrong reasons, but it was like you weren't. I was trying to recreate something that like I can't recreate. It's a different city. It's like yeah. I was trying to like let New York be New York. <laughs> yeah, and let Chicago be Chicago. You yeah. know, it's kind of like a funny, um, you know, metaphor there of like just <laughs> don't you don't force it, but pause and like take note and try to like do some planning and don't just this is all getting very like theoretical I know but like similar apply this to your dms too like you're like now what do I do (laughs) yeah like you don't have to just like barrel into the next project barrel into the next series I think that like with emails or any communication that's something that I've I think everyone in the world not even artists need to improve upon um because of technology, it is at our hands 24-7. We have the capabilities of texting back right away. We have the capabilities of emailing right away. I think it's fair to say, like, confirmed, I've received, but maybe, like, sit with it, like, and then get your thoughts together, sign it, do whatever you need to do. 
but really creating space for yourself that you're not constantly responding right away. I mean, I, my boyfriend is the worst at it. Like he is someone that feels like if someone emails him right away, he's got to respond right back. I'm like, it's 1030 at night. Like you're, they don't need it. Like we're walking the dogs. You don't need to do that because in my mind, and I can say is like, you've created that beast now. Like you've created that expectation. And so set a boundary now where people expect you to respond at 10 PM at night. Mm -hmm. It is now an established thing that you do. And so who is going to, if you go on to Instagram, I've learned this. I've, I've gone on Instagram, <laughs> my stories and being like, I'm like really like setting boundaries with my DMs and I'm not going to respond as fast guys or whatever. Then I find myself going back on that boundary, like literally in a second when people and like, and then therefore nobody's going to honor it. And yeah. like, yeah. If I if I just continue to violate it, it's like or who's you're gonna me listen? who has like sixty DMs that just sit there because I yeah. am awful at responding. And because, then it's like anxiety builds. And well, then I yeah. like I'll respond to like the first ten, and then ten more will pop up, and they're like mm-hmm. the new ones, so they just get like pushed down, and I'll like go back. And I'm like I am so sorry, but yeah. that's just like something I'm working on personally. <laughs> yeah, that's just something I'm working on. <laughs> that's just a personal that's problem. Just a personal note. That's just me. <laughs> just me. But it's just like I don't mean anything by it. I'm like I'm. Trying trying to set and that it goes back to like where I was trying to set boundaries for um, myself with social media and Mm -hmm. honestly that's got to a point that I was constantly like responding to like dms and I was just like well what about myself like I'm not taking care of myself because I'm constantly taking care of others um and answering questions and stuff like that so I think it's you know my Instagram was not a business. Like I wasn't selling anything. So I think it makes it a little bit different. A little bit different. Yeah, um, for sure. So I'm, I'm not like a business where I need to respond in a timely manner. I'm a Well then person. you hear these like, so I started listening to, um, I like audiobooks because I'm always using oh, my hands and I, my attention is elsewhere. And I feel, almost feel like I absorb information. Maybe this is just a, um, rationalization. And just, but like, I feel like I absorb information better <laughs> when I'm like, doing other things, multitasking, but, um, I am, I was listening to this audiobook. Oh my God. What's it called? Oh, uh, super fans it's called. And huh. by Pat Flynn, I think is the, the author I'll put it in the show notes, but it's yeah. a good read or listen if you're me. Um, but there are some points in it. And like I said before, it's sometimes hard to translate these business ideas to art and there is this yeah. this one thing he says is like leave no handshake like don't don't ever leave anybody hanging like return every handshake like every dm like you need to respond because you're creating a special mo- whatever yada 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 and i have to tell you it gave me so much anxiety cuz i was like oh my god like i have to respond to every single comment i have to it's like or oh else gosh, i'm oh. losing an opportunity it like it yeah. was so like anxiety inducing that i decided like i have to leave that idea in the yes. dust i i personally like that i i don't need that like i already know that i don't have a problem <laughs> with responding to people i don't need to now feel like i every random dm that i get i have to respond to or i think or That's anything toxic. in life. It's like, I don't yeah. need to be a constant presence for everyone. Yes. That can't I think be we for No, it can't. And I think that's like, so, I mean, I read a lot of these like books too that talk about that kind of stuff and the yogi in me. And I've just like past like five years, I feel like I've like learned so much about myself and just mm-hmm. like how we always go to, we assume 
that it's it's me. Like they didn't respond back to me because I did something yeah. or they did it. Like we have created such a toxic, selfish culture. Yes. Like we, we all are guilty of it. I mean, we've all had our moments there and, and actually hearing that that was written in that book kind of makes me sad yeah. because I think it's, I agree with you and I, I don't think it's right. I think maybe if that's, I think that's the person you want, go for it. If this person you are and you like really want to like create this like boundaryless, you know, business where you feel like your fans can be so so close to you amazing I don't want that. good luck staying afloat <laughs> well that and like I don't know I just feel like I don't well, think everyone needs to have access to me 100% of the time that's just no, not my belief that's a that's so true and that's the thing that you've like nailed it like no one should have access to 100% of the time except yourself yeah. and I think we don't allow that I think in our culture it's like oh we want to talk to this person this person you have to like respond right away you have to you know it even goes to like the yes culture like canceling plans like people used to be like they would go to something and they're like oh, I wish I stayed home like just say no like yeah most people are happy you cancel because they actually want to stay home too um yeah but I think it's just like going back to like you know, no one can tell you what to do or how to live your life because everyone's different. Like, it's not a glass slipper, like, or maybe it is a glass slipper. And you just have to find which one fits you. Right, right. It is. Yeah, exactly. It's not. It's not a one size fit all. Fits all. That's what. It That's is. what it is. <laughs> it's a glass slipper. It's not a one size fits all. It is a damn glass slipper. Um, but I think that's where, like, and it took me a really long time to learn that myself. Um, yeah. That. I would read all these things like this is how you're supposed to do it, and this is the way to be successful if you don't you know give it your all you're not gonna get anywhere but i do think there's balance i do think obviously oh, yeah. you got to put in the effort but I well, also, here's the thing actually i don't know. think it's balance i think it's becoming okay and accepting that there's going to be an imbalance and the yeah. in, in, if you know if we're defining imbalance by you not responding to every single message or whatever yeah. Or not saying yes to every opportunity that comes that way. If that's maybe that's you might see that it. I think we need to shift our perspective and realize that saying no and setting boundaries and all that is saying yes to other things. And yes, it's, it's creating balance. And it doesn't. You don't have to be balance is not going full throttle on in every area of your life. Like well, that balance is not, is what not it is. like four yeses here, four noes here. Like yeah. it just doesn't work. It's life, and I think. We're all on different journeys, we're all on different paths, we're all different artists, we're all different people, and it's just trying to figure out what works best for you, what sparks your creativity, what ignites your, you know, thoughts, um, and I have to say also, I'm an audible person. Oh, you're not audible? I can, I can, oh, yeah. I can, that was such a random side, side oh, shift, for, but like, for I, books. like, list books, yeah. I, can, I am all about, and I'm reading this, like, The House on the Cerulean Sea, or something mm. like that. I need some it's, good books. I'm going to Mexico. This one's like a, um, like a, I don't want to say fairy-ish, fairy ish, fairy. I don't know. It's well, it's like a fiction. Okay. And I, like, I need some good fiction. I love it. it I don't want to read self help. I was like, so, I, I, I was stopped, so tempted actually. to like read some self help books when I was in Mexico. And I'm like, I'm gonna get so I'm gonna be sitting there by the pool thinking about everything I should be doing and how I'm not doing it because I'm here <laughs> relaxing. So I'm I'm creating that boundary for myself where I'm not allowed to listen to any sort of business or self help book while I'm in, oh, yeah. like, on vacation. Like it's it. Could then you're just going to be thinking about all the things you're not currently doing or doing enough of. Yeah, and I obviously I'm a big fan of the self help books, and I, think I do too. I, I mean, like this is practically a self help podcast, basically. <laughs> so like <laughs> self help for creatives. But I I, know, yeah. I got to a point that I got really obsessed, and I and I can say for myself, it was after I had my surgery, and I lost control of my life because yeah. it. I shouldn't say I lost control of my life. Your health, you can only control so much. There, yeah. in, in life, there's oh only so God. much. Oh my God! Yeah, control. it's like the most helpless feeling. Yeah, you lose and control I, of your health. and I think it was like this way of me, like 
I needed to understand the ins and outs of a brain tumor, why it would happen, how it could happen. How does the brain react? How does PTSD form? Like I needed to know everything so I could control it. And I think that made it worse. I think Mm -hmm. it like pushed it like made me way too self-aware of it it made me get I made more you anxious second guess like everything you ate everything you drank did. everything <laughs> yeah. you did every exercise you did because you're like is this helping my brain tumor or oh not yeah or is this it, gonna or... is this gonna make me dizzy or yeah. like even doing yoga like I was over observing instead of being in the moment I was in my head yeah like every time and I think that's something like you gotta find figure out like when to give yourself that flexibility in the space yeah. and I think that's where like I've been Sure, like read a good self help book. Like they're they're out there. There's some good ones. Oh, yeah, there's but then, some good like, ones. Also throw in a fiction, throw in a rom com or whatever. Something's fun something and lighthearted. Fun. And yeah. I think so obviously this is, you know, I'm so like I feel it's like terrible to even compare this to your experience of a brain no, tumor. Just... But like I'm just saying with like a having a, a business where yeah. it feels like my income and my like stability as a business is very variable. I think, you know, turning to resources like yeah. self-help books do, does give me this sort of like illusion of control, right? Yeah. It gives me this like comfort. And I think that that's not a bad thing, but I think it's important to be aware that yeah. th- that this is like some kind of story that I'm constructing about like myself and how like, oh, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z and how like really like, you know, experience. what's going to happen will happen and yes. my experience will direct me and guide me and it's not going to be in this book. And yeah, there might be some helpful shortcuts I might learn in this, but that's all this is. And then oh, similar yeah. to this podcast, like we by no means are, we are not prescriptive here. Like we're not, yeah. we are never going to tell you what to do with your business. We're just sharing, like, this is a conversation between Aaron and I as, as we like are figuring it out for ourselves. We navigate, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's like, just, I hope that you listen to this podcast as like, oh, this is fun to listen in on other people pontificate about their creative <laughs> endeavor and not, oh, I need to be doing exactly what Julie is doing or I need yeah. to be, if she's doing a series launch right now, that's what she, I should be yeah. doing that or what, you know, this is so individual and yeah. it's, it's never going to be a one size fits all. Yeah. Um, or I need to switch fine art to, to the computer and do digital. Like, no, you don't have to. It's no. not a one size fits all. And I think that's what also shows how Julia and I, like, we both come from like similar backgrounds of fine art. Yeah. But we've taken two very, very different, different paths. paths. Yeah. Like, very different paths. But we're still creative people. We still... We were like... You know, can talk. Yeah, we yeah. can still... Yeah, we can relate to all the ups and downs and of that creativity. And I think, hopefully, you know, we're just thrown out into the world to fend for ourselves. So, hopefully, you can learn from some of our mistakes that we've done. Exactly. Uh, or successes that we've had. And hopefully, it helps drive some of your decision makings or, you know, at least keeps you inspired to keep going. Right, exactly. We are not qualified to give you any <laughs> advice on your life, so I don't know why you're listening to this podcast, but thanks for being here. <laughs> so Just tune in next week. And for... Tune in next week, yeah. Well, in all seriousness, uh, next week we were going to have a guest. Um, I'm going to leave it a surprise for now because I don't even, I actually, we have some guests coming up, but I haven't, we haven't decided on which one we're going to air next week but it's going to be great regardless so (laughs) so you'll get to listen to another voice that's not ours so all right we'll talk to you guys soon and see you next week bye